What's up, everyone? Post-game locked on Bucks. Milwaukee extend the winning streak to five games now. They beat the Thunder 142 to 115. And uh, Giannis made light work of this game, an extremely young Oklahoma City Thunder team that was very, very, very shorthanded. And uh, Giannis did what you might have suspected he was going to do against this roster. Plenty of questions, including should those guys all have played? What does it mean for the back-to-back moving forward? And other things from this game. So let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN. And joining me, the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden, for today's episode that is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We thank you for listening or making Locked on Bucks your first listen of every day as well as always, whether it's on the audio platform or YouTube. We really appreciate it. And Frank, we just jumped on this call and I said to you, well, that wasn't quite as exciting as the last three games that we had going down to the final seconds playing against these contending teams. I'll be quite honest, a lot of these players playing for the Thunder I've never seen play before, uh, never heard of them before. But the Bucks still had to take care of business. They win 142 to 115. Uh, Giannis, 27 minutes just to uh, rack up 39.7 rebounds, seven assists, three steals, a block there as well. He wasn't messing around. It looked like a man against a, a bunch of high schoolers, to be honest, a lot of the times. So we enjoy that part of this game. Were you expecting all these players to play? I, I guess that's the first question. It was certainly a topic of conversation on Twitter, on the broadcast, and everywhere, keeping in mind that this is a back-to-back. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'll be honest. I, um, I saw the list of players out for the Thunder this afternoon, like a few hours before tip, and I thought, hmm, I wonder if you know we'll see a random you know, Giannis back soreness or something um, going into this game. And I'll be honest, I, I actually... I, I didn't realize that the Hawks team was tomorrow. I thought it was Thursday. So um, I was watching on a little bit of a delay. I wasn't on Twitter or anything like that. Um, so I was kind of oblivious to to that discussion as the game was happening and only realized when they started talking it during the game that they were and Bucks are indeed on the first night of a back-to-back. Um, honestly, you know, obviously tomorrow you expect um, a harder game just because the Hawks are a better team, but it's also at home. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to pick pick a game to be rested for, it would be that one. I think Grayson Allen, hopefully him sitting out another game with hip soreness. We see we saw him miss some time before the break due to um, I think I think we've heard that both of his hips are sore. I forget which one was the cause officially for his absence tonight. Um, but, you know, at this point, I, you know, if you, if you were to take this game lightly and the Thunder shot 41% from three tonight. I mean, you know, they, they went completely cold there in the last five minutes when all the kind of reserve units were in, or they could have scored 
you know, 125, 130 probably themselves. I mean, it was down to, I think about 12 at various points in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, Marcus referenced the not playing with your food line uh, tonight. Um, you know, for the most part, Bucks kept it, you know, up in double digits for most of the last three quarters. This version of the Bucks team, I'll just say, you know what, run your three guys. Hopefully you don't need them to play big minutes and just bank that win. And then, you know, hope that you can bounce back the next night and take care of business on the second night of the back-to-back. So I'm not going to kind of double second guess it too much. And obviously, as you mentioned, Giannis, you know, we always talk about Giannis and, and you know, and, and how he's a guy that plays hard every night. Uh, yeah, but I think Giannis has gotten much smarter over the years about kind of picking, choosing his battles. I mean, the first five, five minutes of this game or so really wasn't even looking to, to go to the basket, do much of anything. He was kind of deferring, letting other guys start Bobby Portis and Chris kind of got the bucks off to hot start. And then, um, he kind of decided, hit, hit, got a layup, hit a three, and then you could see the second quarter a little bit, and then certainly in the third quarter and then the beginning of the fourth quarter, he was just like, all right, let's just wrap this up. I got I got a game tomorrow, and, um, you know, the, the Thunder obviously just had, had nothing for him. And, you know, just, again, just driving – telescoping arms and limbs and you know he had one of those dunks he has he has when he's like once a week you know where he's like driving and he brings the ball over you know kind of contorts his body Eurosteps does something and he takes off from a spot where it's like oh, okay he's gonna go in for a layup that'll be impressive and then next thing you know he's dunking and it's like he's dunking where it looks like he's basically landing on the ground simultaneously i'd be i'd be curious if you looked at some of these like that dunk he had tonight in the fourth quarter where like does his foot actually t- come down before he actually releases the ball, like which would technically be a travel. I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, again, he, he, he can't dunk flat footed uh, on a 10 foot hoop, but, um, but just his extension is just so insane. And tonight, you know, he hits the three um, that like pull up 28, 29 foot or whatever it was um, going into, I guess, halftime. Um, that was kind of the story for Giannis tonight, four out of four from three been, a, I think it'd been a few games since he hit a three. So, um, nice to see him kind of rediscovering a little bit of that touch. And after some early misses for the foul line, he connected on, I don't know how many straight he hit to, to close the, to close the game, but, um, nine out of 13, you know, respectable after some struggles last few games. So yeah, seven assists, I think we just one turnover. Um, he was in complete control tonight and for some turnovers, um, as you said, man amongst boys and, uh, not gonna lie, as somebody who uh, you know <laughs> is a, a, Gian, a Giannis stat tracker extraordinaire, I was uh, definitely happy to see him rack up some big numbers without having to play a ton of minutes tonight. You know, offset uh, the underwhelming second half against the Suns on uh, on Sunday, so he'll be back up to 29.4, 29.5 points a game. And um, anytime you put up 39.77 and four stocks in 27 minutes, because. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, to be to, to be clear, Kane. I mean, I'm checking Basketball Reference after every game. I'm looking at Giannis' oh, I know. EPM. I'm checking his EPM. I'm I'm just tracking all that stuff because I just like to see kind of where he sits. And um, it's uh, you know, his 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 stats are a work of art. I mean, what what he does just night in and out is incredible. And um, the way he he did it tonight, obviously, was was really fun to watch. Um, so for him to kind of be doing what he's doing, and Chris also just a really another really efficient. Um, 25 points on 17 shots, didn't miss a beat um, coming off that big game on Sunday and um, lots of help for the Bucks tonight as they hit 23s and 
offense just continues to click. Um, defense maybe leaves a little, just a little bit to be desired, but with the three-point shooting, you know, so it goes. But um, hey, banked a win, didn't have to extend your guys too much, and uh, now obviously you just have to try to keep the winning streak going tomorrow night on the second night of the back-to-back. Well, we know you love Giannis stats, but uh, other people that love Giannis stats are Prize Picks users, which is the daily fantasy option for NBA fans. Take uh, the over. Tr- well, take the over, and you should be trying the award-winning app as Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Uh, I love it. You guys have heard me talk about it, and you will too. You just pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Now, I will say, uh, for Giannis, those projected numbers might be a little high, but you, there's, there's other players that you get to use. Entries could be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. And as I said, you can just use the award-winning app, and you can do that on the App Store or Google Play as well. A little strange, but you can use Google Play if you want. Price picks offers any prop that you can think of from points scores to rebounds, even steals, and mean... No, no mean mugs. Although I, I, I've i really fallen behind on that over and under. I'm going to have to go back. I really set myself up for that one for long-time listeners. They know what I'm talking about. No one else does. But for a limited time, PricePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all our users, all our listeners. Uh, the users for PricePix get 50 bucks for free. If a player in your first PricePix entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA for 50 bucks free. If a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, that's prize picks daily fantasy maybe. I've mentioned the locked on now podcast. Make sure you check it out. Uh, after a big night in the NBA, wake up in the morning, you listen to Locked On Bucks, then you check on, chuck on the Locked On Now podcast and get a recap uh, from a, around the league, particularly those late West Coast games. You know, some people go to bed a little bit earlier than than we do, Frank, and they might uh, might not know what the scores are. So Locked On Now podcast, check it out. We were talking about Giannis and his pursuit of Kareem on the podcast yesterday. So that 39 points certainly helps that down to... Uh, Quick math, he must be down to around 274. Yeah, there we go. 274. Hey, look at look at us. Look at us. Mental hey, math. For the people, win. Th- people think that people think we're not smart, Frank, and they're wrong. We are. We're not just podcasters. Being a podcast doesn't mean that you're you're not smart. There are two very intelligent men here on the Lockdown Bucks podcast. But 274 points. Uh, but I, I, the other question I have for you, and you might know this off the top of your head. He, I think he was at 29.2 points per game before this game. What does he have to do? You know what I'm gonna say to get to the oh, thirty. To get to thirty. To get to the 30. Yeah. Do you know? I I don't know offhand, but um, I, now I kind of <laughs> now I, now I want to kind of do some quick math um, to to see what he would need. But yeah, I'll be I'll be honest. I think I would rather I would rather have him score thirty a game and not win the scoring title than have him win the scoring title at like twenty nine point eight. Oh, just be, just because. <laughs> I would, I would just love to be able to admire that that thirty um, yeah, on his yeah. uh, on his basketball reference page for the rest of time. Um, you know, it's it's amazing. Like looking back, you know, we we've had um, a lot of well, I don't know. I, I feel like we've had a relatively high number of thirty point per game scores the last few years, and um, you know, this season's been interesting. You know, as often happens, scoring at the beginning of the year has been was kind of down. Um, didn't feel like, especially with the new rules, didn't feel like guys were going to be scoring at that kind of really high level. And now you look at, especially the the MVP favorites with you know Jokic and Embiid and Giannis, 
just feels like those guys are putting up just these monster scoring lines night in and night out. Um, and we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I think Giannis should be right around kind of that 29 and a half mark um, after, after tonight's game, but, you know, still trailing uh, Embiid. And I guess LeBron now is right there too. And Jokic is, is not close to, to those guys in terms of kind of the raw scoring stuff, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting um, to, to kind of just track this and, Certainly, you know, I think people have probably seen just the numbers, just, you know, Giannis for the past few months, just averaging, you know, well in excess of 30 points a game. And um, man, just just the consistency, right? The night to night consistency, especially given that he frequently does play like, you know, more so than these other guys. He'll play like 25, 27 minutes a game. Not that irregularly, right? I mean, he's not playing 37 minutes on average. He's had obviously some of those games in the high 30s, but for the most part, he's doing this just, you know, night in, night out. When the Bucks play a lesser team, he just piles up points and then rests, gets his rest in. And uh, and then nights like this, he gets his rest in and just, you know, still completely goes goes nuts in, in the scoring department. So, um, so yeah, interesting, uh, interesting thing to kind of track subplot uh, for the rest of the season. And obviously with him threatening 30 points a game, um, certainly seems like, again, you know, knock on wood, that he stays healthy and doesn't miss, you know, any time. I'm sure he'll get, as you guys were saying yesterday, I'm sure he'll get some some games off, uh, kind of in the stretch run here. But, um, you know, with barring anything unforeseen, obviously, uh, seems like a very very good bet that he will be breaking Kareem's franchise scoring record. And I would say it definitely snuck up on me. You know, I I had not been thinking about it that much, but um, kind of only fitting, right, that that he hits that sooner rather than later. And might might as well get it out of the way with now and. Um, you know, we can, again, I think people still be able to debate, you know, uh, how long is it before he really is kind of like owns all those numbers and is kind of truly the, uh, unassailable best player in franchise history. But, um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's just in, uh, in incredible form right now. It's interesting. I just looked this up as you were talking there. So, because of course, as you pointed to, I mean, the interesting thing is his minutes. And if you go back a couple of seasons ago to 2019-20, where he averaged 29.5 points per game. He was only playing 30 minutes. Per 36, he was actually up at 35 points per game, which I think LeBron is averaging, last time I checked, was around the 37 mark. So you you have to take those things into account. Of course, Bud just could have played Giannis a few more minutes. Frank, you would have been happy that 30 would have been there for all of time. But this is actually the second best scoring per minute season that he's had uh, in his career so far but it's just interesting because I was listening to a number of debates this morning because uh, I think coming up soon there's been a lot of talk about this Philadelphia Brooklyn game coming up but I think soon after that there's a Philadelphia Denver game and then you have the Jokic versus Embiid battle and yeah I think for the most part when people look at the MVP discussion it's basically been narrowed down to those two we discussed, we discussed again, if the Bucs keep beating these teams like they did in the last week, they've got a difficult schedule. Maybe Giannis can make a late push there. Potentially the scoring title would help him. But I think overall, it's the perfect example of what happens when your team's been winning for a number of years, when you've already claimed a number of these awards. The old LeBron argument from all those years where he probably should have won it uh, as well. Giannis is kind of there right now, which is for people that love seeing Giannis collect all these trophies and all these awards. Now, I will say... I'll take a finals MVP again over a regular season MVP. There's no doubt about that. But it's a little bit of a shame because just numbers-wise, the numbers that he's putting up, it would have been a no-brainer two years ago or three years ago when he first won uh, his MVP. It's just 
we're in that weird spot, Frank, where we just we're watching this uh, generational guy that's he's just so good that he's not getting the respect he deserves. Yeah, I I really hope he can get to a third MVP because again, I mean, just you know, you add an MVP or you add a, a championship. I mean, he is in such rarefied air oh that goodness. the list of guys already the list of guys who've won you know two two MVPs and a and a Finals MVP and a champ championship is extremely short and that's why he's already you know a a top 20 right around ish guy even if he retired tomorrow <laughs> in NBA history um and so you know you add another what at least eight years right till he's 35 hopefully another decade you know however however long he wants to play um you know if he has another MVP and another championship in Milwaukee um I mean that's top 10 easy uh, in terms of, you know, just sort of legacy of the sport. And just, again, the, the numbers are going to be incredible. But w once you get to that kind of uber level of superstar, um, obviously, I think a lot of it does come down to just, you know, those the, the ultimate hardware championships and MVPs. And, um, you know, look, I mean, right now, look, I, I think if the season ends today, I don't think he should win. I think, again, I, I just don't think the Bucks have been quite good enough in his numbers, you know, Jokic dominates all the kind of advanced metrics. So I, I would put Jokic as, as my MVP right now. I mean, the Nuggets are basically as good as the Bucks and, and Sixers. There's really not much to, to kind of split between those teams. Bucks uh, do have a chance to go ahead on percentage points tomorrow. If they can beat the Hawks, they would move ahead. They've, they have one more loss, but they would have two more wins if they win tomorrow than the Sixers. I think the Sixers don't play until Thursday. So again, if, then if the Sixers win, they would move back ahead. But, you know, hard to kind of split the difference between the Bucks and Sixers and Nuggets in terms of record. And I think, I think again, even though the Nuggets are further down in the standings, that's just because they're in the West. And I mean, Jokic dragging that team to where they are, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and just the absolutely astounding numbers he's putting up. Again, scoring, he's not quite um, in raw terms where Embiid and Giannis are. Um, and defensively, of course, you can make the case that that I would say Giannis is better than both those guys. But Jokic, I think, really is has been an underrated defender, especially in the regular season. Um, and the way he's again just uh, his passing and everything he does, the efficiency is just off the charts um, in terms of his scoring. I mean, just the shooting percentage. I mean, again, the guy just can score from everywhere. So um, you know, and and I think honestly too, I mean, again, like the fact that Giannis you know, lost each of the two head-to-head -head matchups with those guys recently. Again, I don't think that's what the award should be based on, but look, I get it. You know, these guys are so close that I do think those kind of final matchups um, do matter. And obviously we're not going to see uh, Giannis and Jokic play again, but we are going to get another chance to see, hopefully if they're healthy, um, Embiid and and uh, Giannis play. I think they still have two more, they still have two more games, I think. I, I think they have one each, right, in, in, in Philly and um, uh, in Milwaukee, if I, if I recall correctly. So, um, obviously if you're the Bucks and you can beat the Sixers twice, uh, that would really help your, <laughs> that would really help your, your MVP case. But, um, but look, I, I think to your point as well, I think Embiid, the fresh factor, you know, the story, yeah, the narrative absolutely. factor, the fact that he hasn't gotten to that point yet. Um, and he's been obviously totally incredible, you know, again, against the Bulls last night, another 43 points, um, look all these guys are deserving right like I, I don't think either of those three guys won you could sit back and say like well that's bs right <laughs> you know i mean they're all having seasons that as you as you were pointing out any other year 
you know, you could put those guys numbers against whoever won MVP and you'd say, man, that that's historic greatness that we're seeing from those guys. Just so happens they're all doing it in the same year. And again, we're getting close to the end of the season. I don't know, you know, if obviously Embiid's had the most injury problems last year that might've cost him a chance at, at an MVP. Um, even if Embiid got hurt now and missed like 10 games, you know, would that swing it to Jokic, for instance, for, you know, for all intents and purposes, maybe, but, um, you know, hopefully all these guys are going to get through the year relatively healthy and we're not going to have another year where, you know, guys who could have potentially challenged, uh, kind of get knocked out. So, um, so yeah, as you said, I'm, I'm definitely, I don't, I don't watch tons of like non bucks games at this point, um, or at least full games. I kind of cruise around on league pass most nights, but, um, but Jokic first versus MB is definitely a matchup. I, I want to see given that both those guys know, they, they know what's at stake. They know, you know, how their reputations um, kind of are partially defined by how they play against each other. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be, uh, that's definitely in terms of non-box matchups, that's going to be a fun one to watch. But again, if you're Giannis, just keep doing stuff like this and keep winning games. That's all you can do. And I think um, I think the big thing, if Giannis is going to win MVP, obviously keeping up the huge numbers and then try to get to that two seed, right? If you can finish ahead of the Sixers, that would ultimately, I think, be the best argument for finishing ahead of Embiid. Whether you can catch Jokic, I don't know, but um, but that's kind of one of these things too. Like again, does does like one game in the standings here or there matter that much in terms of you know really parsing this out? Maybe not, but I I think again in terms of um, when when it's so close, I think using that as a tiebreaker is a perfectly fair way to do it. It is now. He just tweeted as you were talking, and he said. Uh... Wait, there's a camera. Five in a row, but stay humble. And then he put the photo of him holding that pose for about 30 seconds after knocking down a three. So I love I love that he says stay humble. And then this beautiful photo of him just holding that three-point pose, which, by the way, the Bucks social media put up a clip today of him challenging Wes Matthews to a three-point game. He knocked down 10 in a row. He's running around with an absolute manic laugh. So my question is... Four out of four tonight, just keeping it going. I mean, when, there you go. When was the last time, when, this when was the last time he missed? Three? Is he ever going to miss? <laughs> I think that's the question we need to yeah. ask. By the way, the interesting thing I find about this year's MVP race is that it's kind of the reverse of the rookie of the year conversation when Joel Embiid was there. Malcolm Brogdon's been injured for a lot, and that's probably hurt his MVP case. But otherwise, uh, you know, he... <laughs> All right, anyway, let's move on. Let's, let's not even continue that silly joke. But the one thing I love about Giannis is the way his resume has been uh, built up uh, rapidly and the only thing that has been built as rapidly as that is built bar there's no doubt about that and uh, the best tasting protein bar that's ever been made most people as we know we've discussed that they've given up on their new year's resolutions but not me because mine is dietary and i love built bar which means that that's easy to do i never i never think that i'm on a diet if you're eating built bar you never feel that way there's it's low calorie high protein you replace any other candy bars that you know not so good for you but tasty you can get the all that uh, with Built Bar, whether it's mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And uh, this this month, as I mentioned, the white chocolate cookies and cream. Uh, I haven't tried that one, but I'll tell you what, it sounds pretty bloody delicious. And these new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, uh, they're going to try it out. So it'll be delicious. It'll also be good for you. At Built Bar, they are simply all about the taste. Just go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com.
Uh, most people will notice we haven't spoken a lot about this Bucks and Thunders game because there's not a lot to be taken from this. I will say, Serge Ibaka, another 14 points. Yeah. Again, the, the Thunder crowd was very respectful of him, a much-loved man in that city, no doubt about that. But, you know, I don't think we can take too much away from that. Javon Carter had 12 points. He was giving the he was shushing fans in the front row uh, during this blowout, which I, I found at least a little bit interesting. And then probably, to me, honestly, the, the other most entertaining thing about this game was the Nassus on the very last possession when when everyone was audibly saying, hold it, hold it, hold it. And Thanasis was like, fuck this. I'm throwing down this dunk on two Thunder players and then didn't get the call. And then was asking the official where the foul was, which I, I just found absolutely unbelievable. All the players were cracking up laughing. I went back and watched this three to four times and you can see Bud on the bench throw his hands in the air and then just sit sit down like a disappointed father. <laughs> He's thinking, why did he do that? But I like it. I find it very entertaining, even if uh, there will be some people out there to say, this very unsportsmanlike. I don't care. I love that decision to try and do something so ridiculous from Thanasis. I was a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think even Giannis was kind of laughing at him, like in that kind of like, oh, man, what are you doing kind of way. Um <laughs> What else yeah, you got I, from this game, Frank? I'm sorry. I, I, would, I would say it, it, it was kind of funny. I think the, the Thunder go out to an 8-2 lead, and the uh, the amount of interest given by the Bucks to closing out on some open threes, like they were they were like, I think Isaiah Roby hit a three. Giannis was it was a pick and roll. Giannis was playing like drop, and he could not have cared less that Isaiah Roby was getting an open three, but they, they were pretty much just did like, all right, Thunder, you, you, if you guys want to have uncontested threes, we're going to give you a lot of those, especially early in this game, just sort of see if you guys can make any shots. And uh, it, it was very much a, um, yeah, we're the champs and we're playing, you know, the Thunder, um, Thunder G League squad. Um, the Oklahoma City Blue, I believe they've called, I believe they're called. Um, they were like, we're playing the Oklahoma City Blue tonight, so we're not going to really show a whole lot of engagement here early and uh, and then see kind of how this goes. Um, so, yeah, you, you kind of could tell the Bucks were not taking this game that seriously early on and then kind of, all right, got their asses in gear a, a little bit. Um, you know, Car that's, I, that's like the nice thing about Carter and DeAndre Bembry is that like, I mean, those guys can't, can't yeah. you know, they cannot choose their spots. They cannot decide that they're going to take nights off. That Bembry you know, shot a three tonight. I thought of you. He did. He Missed did. It. And um, I thought it was interesting. Um, he had a, he had a catch. I don't know if it was on a cut or something, but he caught it like on the right side of the lane where he thought, oh, maybe he's going to go up for a layup in the first half. He did kind of like a wraparound to Serge Ibaka for a dunk. And then he had another paint touch on the other side of the lane, kicked it out for, I don't know if it was Serge again or who it was, but he kicked it out for a three and the guy hit it. And I was like, at the time I was thinking like, man, this dude just does not want to shoot. And I looked it up. <laughs> His usage rate coming into this game was was four percent, which is like you know, I don't know if Tony Snell ever got down to single digits. Like Tony Snell had a hilariously declining usage rate, like from his the start of his career in Chicago through Milwaukee, it was like low teens to like I don't know, it was like ten percent or something. Um, sort of by the time he was he was headed out, but like you know, Tony just you know usage like you know generally like, you know, sh shots and and turnover is pretty much what what you're calculating there. And um, no, he's just, he's, he's not taking shots. He's not turning it over, you know, and it just seems like DeAndre Bambi really just, just, 
just trying to not upset the apple cart. I'm just going to go in there, play defense, be that connector. I know, I think Eric wrote about this and, and I talked about it when the, when the move was made, you know, he was kind of like Dante DiVincenzo, except he didn't shoot, really didn't look for threes and was a better finisher. And um, certainly, yeah, I mean, the, the connector piece I think is there, you know, he, he's a guy that likes to kind of kick it around, move the ball. Um, but I mean, I have been surprised at how little he has, he has looked for his shot. Uh, and, and I was looking at the minutes. I mean, he, I think he's taken like more than one or two shots, like once in like the five or six, like six games now that he's been here. So, um, so yeah, Deandre, I mean, you again, I know you're not a three point shooter. I, you know, I, I said, don't, don't take the 41%. Um, you know, as, as something to kind of bank on that, that he hit early in the first half of the season in, in uh, Brooklyn. But, uh, but yeah, he seems just very content to just sort of kick the ball around and um, be, be that guy who just doesn't, uh, doesn't force up shots, doesn't want to miss shots. So, um, so we'll see, but John Carter, four threes tonight. That was nice to see. And uh, Bucks, you know, 20, 23 tonight. I looked it up the other day. Cause I was curious, hey, who did they beat? Who did they beat that hit 23s again? Oh, those, it was Miami. And I, I think I tweeted out the stat. I don't know if we talked about it, but in the Bud era, did you did you see the stat I had about the Bucks record? It was like opponents? sixteen and zero or something. Well, they were sixteen and zero when they hit yeah twenty uh, threes. So now seventeen and zero, right? Um, so if the Bucks hit twenty threes, as you'd expect, uh, yeah. when you when you have Giannis and you hit twenty threes and you hit Johnny have a pretty good defense, yeah, you're going to win those games. Seventeen and zero. When opponents hit twenty plus threes, did you see the number that I tweeted about that? I and mean, you probably did if you remember the sixteen. I did, but I can't actually remember. It was like nine and thirteen or something. It was twelve and sixteen, okay. um, which is is shockingly okay. decent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like uh, you know, when you think about um, just uh, the, the what you have to do right to beat a team when they hit twenty plus three pointers. Um, you know, it, that's really hard. And I think the last two years, I think they're 500 or something. I think they're uh, actually 500 this year. And last one, teams hit um, 20 plus threes, which again is pretty remarkable um, to to be able to do, uh, you know, win the other facets of the game in those scenarios. So, um, so we'll see. And I, I was kind of looking at you. Know, I think the we saw it again tonight. I think the defense, you know, kind of again, kind of hard to to take too much out of it, right? Because I think in a lot of these games, the Bucks have just sort of decided like, eh, we can just outscore these dudes, right? Like we don't really need to put too much of a, you know, lockdown too much defensively. If things are close, you know, we've seen them that they can lock down and play with more intensity in fourth quarters. Um, I, I was looking at it since January 1st, they're fourth in offense, 18th in defense. Um, so not great, but a definite component to that is, I think we talked earlier in the year how much luck they've been having from how much luck they were having from in terms of opponent three point shooting, and that has definitely reversed a fair bit. And I was looking at cleaning the glass. I think they're like 16th now in terms of opponent um, total three point percentage. So have basically gone right back to average, right? So at this point, you'd say, well, they're not really like getting that lucky. I think their um, opponent open three wide open three point shooting is still towards the top of the league. So although I think that's they're no longer number one in that stat. So Again, you know, that was masking, I think, a lot of the kind of underlying um, softness to to their defense. And we've talked about kind of their shot distribution has gotten worse in terms of more threes, more shots at the rim. And they're worse protecting the rim, as you might expect this year. So I know, we'll see. But um, as you kind of point out, Serge Baca, another nice game kind of in that homecoming 
back to Oklahoma City. Um, had a couple nice blocks, one on a kind of step out when Shea, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who was great tonight. Um, and I think every buck big got blown by at least once by Shea going to kind of one of those Statue of Liberty um, layup finishes that he's so good at. But um, Serge kind of got him jumping out, jumping out on him uh, from the drop coverage on a floater. And then he had a really nice block at the rim on, uh, who was it? Number 21, uh, Aaron Wiggins, I think it was. Um, so again, nice to see, uh, nice to see sure showing some signs of life. Now the real question, second night of a back-to-back tomorrow, you've got Capella, you've got a Kongwu, you know, uh, is John Collins, is John Collins playing right now? He might be hurt. I don't, I don't. The only player Atlanta have on the injury report is Kevin Werder and he's, uh, actually probable to play. So they're going to be full strength. Okay. So, you know, again, Atlanta, not necessarily a team you think of as like being like like killing you with size, um, but a lot of that's because we've seen them kind of have lack size at other spots. But certainly, um, we've obviously seen obviously Capella's huge lob threat around the rim guy. Um, Okongwu, I think, mainly especially been impressive defending Giannis. So, um, it'd be an interesting test for Giannis against him in kind of some of the second second unit minutes. Um, and again, Surge, all these kind of older players, second night of a back to back, as we were talking about the other day. A lot of times the hard part is not, you know, putting together a good night and having energy when you're well rested, <laughs> but two games and two nights, that's, that's going to be kind of a different story. So um, I would say the Bucks uh, probably going to be hoping that the Hawks have an off shooting, <laughs> have an off shooting night because uh, you know, a second night of back to back, bringing maybe some little heavier legs um, probably going to be maybe a little more difficult to score at a really high rate. Um, maybe they're not going to have another 50% shooting night from three, two nights in a row. Um, so you kind of have to hope that obviously you can summon uh, maybe a little bit more defensive effort than we saw tonight and that hopefully the Hawks at least you know aren't just red hot. Last game at home for a while as well because then they'll head out west to get the Warriors in a couple of nights' time. So it's an important one to get because uh, even though some of those teams in the west are struggling a little bit, it's on the road and those trips can be uh, challenging as we saw a, a few weeks ago despite the fact they're able to win a few. Also, make sure you check out the Locked On NBA podcast uh, the national show on the network. They'll have you covered for everything that's going on around the league, uh, including, like I said, this matchup, Philly, Brooklyn. Everyone's going to be watching. Everyone knows. Are they going to boo Ben Simmons? I heard the question today on No Dunks. Is there going to be a tri- tribute video for Ben Simmons? I think not. But what about if they did a tribute video that was all just like mysteries? Oh. Or They couldn't do that because the business wouldn't allow them to do that. Yeah. But but it would be um, some incredible stuff. So, hey, I'm looking forward to watching that game as well, Frank. I'm going to be watching. Yeah, that, that game I'm definitely looking forward to. I, it is interesting. Like, I, I'm trying to think of, of a guy, trying to think of examples, because uh, this now seems like everybody gets tribute videos when guys Did Kari get one going back to Boston? That's a good question. He shouldn't have because he was barely there. And I can't you know, remember. You know, yeah. but um, but I mean, even Kyrie didn't. I mean, he didn't like demand a trade and like basically sit out the yeah. season. So, I, I mean, I don't think you can do it. I think I I agree with you. I don't think they can do like a low light tribute video. So I Brooklyn, be, I don't think it can be that cruel. But they could do. I mean, they could do. They could say, "Oh, we're going to go to High Road and play a highlight video." Uh, and just as an opportunity to have the fans just boo the hell out of it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I, I think he just, I, I mean, if I was game ops, I would just say, let's just no, do no tribute video, but we can show him on the big screen. 
uh, a fair bit when he's walking around, you know, on the on the bench um, with his dead eyes and making no expression and whatever. Um, what so about we'll the return? I'm going to be rooting. I'm going to be rooting for the Nets, though, right? I mean, of course, given where the Sixers and and Nets are in the standings relative to the box, I'm I am going to be a me and Ben Simmons are going to be the biggest Nets fans uh, in in the building, in, not in the building, but in the world uh, on Thursday night. So, um, so we'll we'll see. But but that that should be yeah. That's that's something going to be a fun one. And as we've said, sign sign us up for yes. Nets Sixers first round. That that would be that would be just yeah. must see television. What about the return trip? Uh, does Brooklyn do a tribute video for James Harden? Because uh, he was there for about twelve months. They did nothing. Uh, I don't. I don't think that he deserves a, a tribute video. But that is very twenty twenty two to give James Harden yeah. a tribute video. So that's that's the the remaining question. I don't know if they play again. Actually, so that might be in the postseason. So they probably wouldn't do it. But oh, I'm very fascinated. But anyway, I'm also fascinated in Bucks and Hawks. We'll be back after that one. That's seven p.m. tip off at Fiser Forum. Bucks are 41 and 25. Like Frank said, they win this game. They can slip up to the second seed. It's been a while since they were in that position in the standings. So we'll see what happens. We'll be back after the game. Catch you guys then.